It is Monday, June 12th. Welcome to the Half Hitch Community Podcast. I am your host, Chris Heyer. I'm here as well with my co-host, Kyle Heyer. Hey! So, thanks for tuning in to today's episode. Uh, We got some pretty cool stuff uh, uh, going on for this episode here, so... Uh, we're basically going to start off talking a little bit about our family and how it kind of works and how we manage to survive uh, doing what we do. Um, but uh, further in the sh- uh, further along in the show, we'll talk about what we've got up for uh, Thursday's cask. And then I've also got an interview with Mike Corman from the Town of Cochrane Ep- Economic Development uh, regarding the Cochrane Dollar Project. But uh, first, I will hand it over to Kyle to kind of bring in the family dynamic after Brittany yeah. stops making huge amounts of noise. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, obviously, the most important thing that we, you know, that we like to cover is just the the fact that there's not a huge amount of overlap in a lot of things that we do. While there is, there also isn't. You know, so between, you know, if I was to just kind of pick a, you know, pick a place to start, um, you know, you have uh, my brother and I here, Chris and I. So, uh, you know, we have a very vast amount of experience in our own specific fields. Uh, and I think, uh, as Chris would usually put, wide-eyed is the is the expression that you would have, if, you know, if I cross in his or, field. Or, or glassy-eyed might be the better yeah. better term if you sit me in front of an Excel spreadsheet and yeah. certain cases there. Yeah, so there's just certain things that I'm really good at. There's a lot of things that Chris is really good at. And even, you know, when you, you can go even further and say there's some things that Brittany's somewhat good at. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't worry, it's all out of love. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, ultimately, you know, you look at those diagrams where there's just, a, you know, those two circles and then there's a small overlap. You kind of look at it like that. And as long as, you know, we don't try to overstep into one one over the other and, uh, you know, to the point where we, we're telling each other what's better, what's worse. You know, because from my, from my perspective, you know, I, I go... I go to Chris on a, on a on a capacity of what's going on, as opposed to I think you should do this. Um, him and I, we have a lot of discussions on on the what we should be doing as a as a business on a whole, um, and what the kind of what that kind of means for the business. But I can easily rely on him and his expertise, and, and there's a lot of uh, leaning on me and my expertise in the same capacity. So, yeah. So I think with with that, I mean, that's that's something that you would almost generally expect out of uh, you know anybody in a you know any type of a business. So, you know, I think you know what what really kind of becomes more interesting with us is is because of the fact that we are family and we deal with some of these stuff or some of these things is. Uh, and I know you probably deal with this a little more than I, because I tend to hide away in my dungeon of a brewery. Is uh, you know what happens if somebody is not doing what they they need to be doing, and how we try and uh, try and deal with those sort of things. So I think yeah. that that's really where the uh, we just write the, really nasty Facebook <laughs> posts about each other, yeah, more or less. Because I mean, to be honest, that's really the the big issue when it comes to family-owned operated businesses is. You know what does happen when you know somebody's just not holding up to their uh, their end of the the job. Yep, and I mean I think one of the things that we've all got wrapped around wrapped around our head right now is is the fact that uh, for a lot of us here, I mean for a lot of the people here in general, uh, this is kind of the first real kick at the can. Um, 
to this capacity, right? You know, you know, we got our younger brother Chase. You know, he's he's he works underneath me, particularly on the fin- the business financing side. Um, you know, he he uh, he's learned quite quite extensively how to put together a lot of reporting and things of that nature. We have Alicia, who's not necessarily family. We treat her like she is, though. But um, she's been with us since last September, I believe. Yeah, pretty much when we had that initial initial hiring. I think what was it? We picked up about four people. And- yep. And, uh, yeah, and so she was the first person to get hired on. And, uh, you know, she's taking business with uh, kind of a concentration in accounting. And this is her first foyer into the accounting world. You know, between Chris and I, we have a lot of experience in that area. So we can kind of help along. So it's not, she's not walking into it blind. Um, But it is that that first kick. Now, I think the exception would be my my wife, um, Myra. She's got... uh, She's got quite a lot of experience in in um, the very meticulous task oriented sort of things. Uh, she's very detail oriented, and she if there's one thing that I could say about her, she does not like to mess up, um, and so she takes that extra effort. And uh, I think when um, kind of all things taken into consideration, that's one of those things that we we're really happy to see. You know, between Chris and myself, especially because I know that. Um, my work that I do with Chase is a very much from a mentoring perspective. Whereas when we brought, when, when Myra came, Myra came on board, she took kind of, we, we threw a lot of things at her and then the, the, there's a lot of things that stuck simply because it was just a work, you know, the, the invoicing, for example, yeah. you know, there's just so many coming at us in the first, first while that just took up so much of the time. Well, yeah, I think when, when we initially got going there, like I was pretty much doing all that stuff. I had yeah. uh, our brewmaster at the time, David, uh, was brewing the beer. And while I spend a lot more time in the brewery now, um, at that point, I can't even think about how many batches of beer we produced. Uh, before I even got around to actually having a hand in my first batch. I think even you had a chance to brew beer on our system before I got a chance to. Yeah, probably about four batches or so. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I, I think uh, we, we've had a lot of time to really prepare ourselves for this venture. Um, whether it was, you know, where do we start? Who's going to be doing what? What does that even entail? And there's been a lot of catch up since day one. And I think that the fact that because we've been, we, we did come in prepared, it did allow us to give, uh, allow us to step back and, and understand that there is a lot of learning to do from a lot of different areas. So it's not one of those things where, you know, somebody would come to me and say, let's say Brittany comes to me, how do I do this? It wasn't one of those things. Well, you need to know that. No, it's just, okay, let's figure it out. So I think yeah. there's yeah, get so a lot I, of that team atmosphere. Yeah, so I think that's probably one of the, the biggest uh, biggest things that you can look at when it comes to trying to have a good good family dynamic within this. And, and I think it's sort of uh, apply more just to any any business team, not just a, a family or an operated uh, uh, business. Is the, the approach when it comes to people that aren't able to do the the things that uh, that we want them to do is is it's less about you know why why can't you do this or why aren't you doing this but because there is a lot of crossover in talent uh, within the family as we do everything we can to try and bring a person up before we even consider uh, the concept of knocking somebody down yeah yeah, so, I mean, I guess that's kind of the mile-high view as to how our family dynamic works. It's, it's kind of one of those things, like you said, going to be applied to anybody. But it, like you said last week, we do have to come back to the dinner table by the end of the week. And we should all, we all, we all have to have a smile on our face. Um, while that does help, I do think that 
you know, I think the, the dynamics that we have going on within these walls is a huge benefit because like, I think the old adage, there's too many chefs in the kitchen and it just doesn't go on here. There's uh we all have our respective duties and we do them. And if you, and uh, like I said, when you, there's something you don't know, you ask and we'll sort it out. Um, and I think one of the things that I'll, I'll speak for chase on this note, because he's very much similar to myself. Google is your best professor, you know? So if there was something, you know, if back in the day when I first got started in this, in, in this profession, if there wasn't, so, if there was something that I didn't know, I would use Google and chase is very much similar to that. Whereas, you know, it'd be, I'd give him a task, he, you know, build this report. I needed it to do this very dynamic. And if there was something he didn't know, he was on Google finding out. So, um, yeah, I think that's just kind of the long, the long story short. I mean, we can get into more details in the weeks to come, but, so, uh, so, so here, here's an interesting thing I want to, want to bring up. So, you know, you and I, we're both brothers have been brothers since since as long as i can remember as long as yeah since he was born um <laughs> but chase now now chase yeah we we you know kyle and i have you know have a good brotherly relationship but chase and kyle they're something else yeah. i wonder if you can elaborate a We're, little bit on the antics and well what the heck how, uh, <laughs> It's how you would say we're both kids at heart. You know, I'm, I myself, I'm 32, coming up on 33. I don't feel it, my heart is, my, my heart is that of a teenager in that I just can't stop kidding around. And, and uh, I share that, that, that sense of humor with Chase. And so we get along very well in that aspect. So, um, and I, yeah, but I think that's the key, right? And I just don't want to grow up. I don't feel, I don't feel like it. I think it, it kind of sucks if you gonna, if you take life that seriously. Um, to each their own but that's just i think that's kind of how how we get along and it's that's how, that I, that's the dynamic that chris is pointing out right there it's it's different you yeah know? yeah <laughs> well it's it's not just that it's uh, it's different it's it's definitely what what many would probably refer to as a bromance yeah um yeah we got that going yeah. on yeah i just yeah. had his wet finger in my ear not more than 10 minutes ago <laughs> I, I i just keep rubbing it i don't want to clean it out because then i you know i'd lose all that saliva that he just stuck in there but <laughs> And, uh, you know, you know, welcome to, welcome to the bromance, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe one of these days we'll release some of the audio files that, of, uh, and you know what? Colin I think, Chase's Aussie accent. I think, yeah, yeah. We got that from, from when we were just setting up these, these microphones, but I think if we can get around to it, Chase and I, we want to do our little, little show cause we do the vlog and we want to do kind of our own little show where we just, we showcase those that, that accent, and, and I think the the humor is that it's everybody fully knows that we don't have that accent, but <laughs> you know we're gonna throw it out there anyway. Yeah. <laughs> still fun, still su- super fun to listen to. I mean, I, I don't do much of that myself, but that uh, that dynamic that Kyle and Chase both have when it uh, that was construction to, mode. That was yeah. back when we were still putting putting walls up on this place and. Yeah, you're not, you don't thing. have a hammer in your hand unless you're speaking Aussie. <laughs> right, yeah. Right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're certainly swinging that hammer. You do it properly, yeah. Right, anyways, yeah, you're going to get more of that, I'm sure, going on. Going on. I love it, but getting that character. <laughs> oh, for sure, for sure. Well, anyways, uh, we'll leave that at that. But uh, what we want to talk about now is, of course, what is in this week's cask. Which I am very excited for because they're. Uh, What's know, in the cask? Oh, oh no! Oh, no! 
what's in the cask? What's in the cask? <laughs> right on, right on. Yeah. Right, yeah. Go on. So, we've been working with a chef. Yeah. And so, for this week's cask, uh, Chef Jason has decided to put the effort into what, what did he do? Zest 30 lemons? Yeah. Yeah. Basically, to do a, a lemon and rosemary infusion for Farmer's Daughter. So this one, I am quite curious about. We did a did a cask that uh, that I tapped on Friday for uh, Craft Beer Market Battle of the Cask, which we were so close to winning. But Wild Rose, but props to Wild Rose, they had a pretty good cask, as well as some of the some of the others. But we did get a lot of good feedback on it, and Jason had put together a uh, a raspberry reduction um, with uh, uh, mint and vanilla. That uh, that we incorporated into our shotgun wedding, and it was basically just a flavor burst in your mouth. It was pretty sweet. So this one, he, you know, Jason's starting to learn a little bit on uh, what he needs to do for casts to really get them super flavorful. So this is going to be a really cool one to look forward to. So I, I'm looking forward to it, anyways. Yeah, we're gonna have a lot more of these casks. We we posted some of these casks ta- cask tappings on uh, Facebook and Instagram. Um, we're gonna start including them in the vlog. We've got we've. I think we've thrown, thrown it out to some of our servers if you guys are, if they're around the cask at that time to get get some footage so we make sure we get in the vlog. So it's a neat crowd that gets out there. Uh, I hope it explodes. Absolutely. Oh, this is going to be sweet. Uh, but uh, anyways, we'll be right back here in a little bit where we'll uh, talk, uh, talk about uh, local events and some beer news. Coming up after that is my interview with Mike Corman. So stick around. much of a break I mean, we don't exactly have any sponsors uh i mean we could sponsor ourselves eh? there's an idea there's an idea yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. this segment of the podcast sponsored by half hitch brewing half company hitch brewing company yeah brewed by family shared with friends <laughs> Woo! yeah i'm here with uh Brittany kozlowski my lovely stepsister here and uh, she's got some interesting stuff to talk about the uh bend and brew event that we've got going on working w- with uh who is it embodied yeah embodied adventures so we have jess leblanc from embodied adventures she's coming in and she's going to teach um the bend and brew here at the brewery it's going to be on the upstairs floor on june 22nd um and we're partnering with it's called the von sawchuk foundation so the von sawchuk foundation was started by jamie and greg sawchuk they lost their son when he was 28 days old he had a rare heart condition so wow. they started yeah it's horrible but they started this all up because they kind of got to go and see when they were dealing with all that Vaughn was going through I know they they uh they got to really see how hard it is to to live I guess in those type of scenarios so they started this up um it's all the proceeds go for the the Strollery Children's Hospital Pediatric Cardiac Cardiac Intensive Care Unit so that's where their proceeds go for their foundation um, so what we're doing here at the brewery is we are having the yoga upstairs. So we'll do uh, the bend and brew where um, Jess will be teaching the yoga and you get a pint with that as well. Uh, $30 are the tickets and there's 25 spaces. So we're going to have to push all these, push all the, um, I guess all the tables and the chairs back and kind of get create this nice little space up here for, for you guys to get to come up here and do some yoga. So that's going to be really exciting. If you're interested in that, um, feel free to check out our website. It'll be www.halfhitchbrewing.com slash events slash bend and brew. And that'll be... Do we be, got the dot com now? We got the... Do- 
halfitchbrewing.com.ca. Oh, I lied. Oh. Halfitchbrewing.ca <laughs> slash events slash Bend and Brew. Hopefully I didn't put that anywhere else. People are like, this, I can't <laughs> buy a ticket. Last I checked, we only had 10 tickets left, so it is definitely going. We just started selling it last week. So. And what day was this again? It's on June 22nd, so it'll be, uh, the yoga starts on the, at 7 p.m. 10 days from today. Yeah, it's getting close. And then also on that day, um, Greg and Jamie, I think they're going to try to get here this week sometime, and they're going to do the cast, because it falls on our cast night, so it's next okay. ca- next week's cast night, and they're going to um, they're going to come in ne- this time sometime this week and help build the cast for that too. So we're going to get um, Greg's going to come in and tap the cast at six p.m. on the th- on the twenty second. Nice, as well. nice. So you get to see him do that. So if you can't make it to the yoga and you still want to um, donate to the foundation, come on in and have a pint. And five dollars for every pint sold that night as well is going to go towards the foundation. So it's going to be hopefully we'll get a lot of money raised for them because it's a beautiful beautiful cause. Excellent. That mm-hmm. does sound like a fantastic cause. Uh, but on the topic of beer, uh, I guess moving on to the next item here is Village Brewery is doing something crazy, weird, interesting. Yeah, no, I saw this on Ca- Canadian Beer News actually as well. Yeah, so uh, yeah, I just I just saw this last week. Uh, yeah, saw it last week when uh, Beer News had posted that uh, Village was doing their own version of celebrating the 150th anniversary Canada Day uh, by releasing a 150 pack yeah (laughs) yeah you heard that right 150 beers in one case i can't i just can't even picture this i'm just so interested to see what size this would be like like how big you'd have to tuck this under your arm to try to get this out to a a, well well it's not just that is they don't exactly do the the 12 ounce cans or the 355 mil cans they actually do (gasps) do the tall boys so it's it's not just you know it's not just 150 (laughs) regular cans like we're talking the you know, a pro- proper U.S. pint. I don't say a proper pint because I know any of the uh, English folks who are listening to this will probably give me crap for that. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, 12 ounce or 473 mil can is what uh, what Village is going to be loading this 150 pack of uh, uh, of beer with. And I think that amounts to somewhere north of a keg's worth of beer. <laughs> Essentially. In can form, in my can God. form, in can form, absolutely. <laughs> That's yeah. the perfect thing to buy, actually. If you're going to have a good Canada Day party, why not? Yep. Just head to Village. I think that you can only get it right. Is it only available in their t- in their? I think sales? according to the Beer News article, it's uh, said it's only available um, within and fifty their packages brewery. too. So I'm sure they're going to start going. Yeah, That's I think a really for like about half a grand. A yeah, pop I was going to say. Like <laughs> <laughs> Maybe count your pennies now before you get there without that. No kidding. <laughs> But other cool things going on in the community here. So uh, this this is something that happened for the first time last year, I believe, and it was really successful, is the uh, Cochrane Street Market. Mm-hmm. Um, so the street market, uh, if you're unfamiliar, is basically an extension on the farmer's market. So uh, Valerie McCracken, uh, the gal that organizes the, uh, the Cochrane Farmer's Market, had worked quite hard at trying to get the, uh, the farmer's market out to Main Street Cochrane. And so what'll, what happens with that is uh, basically one, uh, one day a month, they will close down Main Street Cochrane. A lot of the farmer's market vendors will come out there. And it's basically a partnership between uh, Cochrane Farmer's Market as well as some of the, uh, the downtown uh, establishments, restaurants, uh, retail things like that and it's it's a really cool event and so this year uh june 15th so oh that's yeah this week that's this week Yahoo. yeah this is the debut of the cochran street market it's always a fantastic time they do have mm-hmm. food trucks out there as well oh it's a good family fun event that's for sure it's nice to get out there and see what we all have to offer 
Yeah. So, so as as far as that is, um, like I said, it is an extension of the farmers market. Um, if you do miss the street market, which I highly recommend you don't, because it is really <laughs> cool. Um, the Cochrane Farmers Market is every Saturday from uh, 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. So I don't think I have anything further uh, as far as local events. There was, don't forget about talking to everybody about the Friday nights. There's always a barbecue at the Legion, and and they have a singer-songwriter. I'm just trying to find his name. I didn't write it down. Yeah, I was trying to look for that. Yeah, Yeah, so so, so, aside from the fact that the Legion does... uh, does do their thing uh, and speaking of legion i just want to throw throw this one out there uh you know because uh, the legion and the uh, uh, army cadets uh, are very closely uh, tied with each other so this weekend the army cadets did have their annual ceremonial review and there's certainly a lot of props mm-hmm. that uh, that were given out there uh, one of the uh, one of the cadets has uh, moved uh, moved on from warrant officer uh, piercy to now private piercy with the king's own calgary regiment reservists so oh, that was a pretty, awesome. uh, pretty cool thing to see. Uh, but as well, probably one of the proud things on my side of things is my son, uh, who's in his first year of cadets, just got uh, awarded uh, as the most outstanding Green Star cadet Yay, as a corporal. So, Tony. yeah, so that was pretty cool. Yeah, <laughs> proud cool family see. over here, that's for sure. Yeah, no, definitely a lot of a lot of proud family members <laughs> uh, uh, on this side of it. Uh, uh, we we love to see that, and of course, uh, the cadet program supported by the Cochrane Legion. So anytime yeah. you guys can c- get out and yeah, s- I found out here too. The so the June sixteenth, they're having their six to seven p.m. their barbecue, and then they are followed by Tim Eisberg is is going to be singing. He's a singer songwriter soldier, so he's been around nice. a lot of military conflict torn areas. So he's got a lot of. Um, I guess heart and what he kind of sings about what he's he's witnessed. So it'd probably be an interesting one to go and see. So if you're free on, I think that's Friday, free on Friday night, head on down. That's Absolutely, for sure. For sure. Definitely do that. Uh, but coming up next, uh, I've got my interview here with uh, Mike Corman from the town of Cochrane. Cochrane Dollar was released to the public on May 19th. Today I have a chance to talk to Mike Corman with the Town of Cochrane regarding the Cochrane Dollar. Mike is the Economic Development Manager with the Town of Cochrane and has been so for five years now. Previously he worked in private business in Calgary but has found his calling working with the Town of Cochrane. When the Town of Cochrane and the Cochrane Monetary Foundation launched the Cochrane Dollar, Blake Richards, our local member of Parliament, made mention that this idea had been going around for quite a few years. Robert Kalinovich, also with the Economic Development, had previously tried to launch the dollar about seven years ago. It didn't go as well as he had hoped, and he didn't get much buy-in. Since the idea was still on the table, they tried looking at it in a bit of a different way uh, by looking at the internal process of how how they do business in the town of Cochrane. Um, They felt that they had another opportunity to have a go at the dollar after introducing the Proudly Cochrane Initiative which it was an initiative to encourage local shopping that's been going on since early 2016. Uh, they had gotten some enthusiasm uh, going with the bank, at which point they pitched it to senior le- leadership in the town. They liked the idea, especially as they tried to mitigate the risk from the town's perspective. They made the focus on making sure that it was a viable solution for the businesses and not just the municipality. When evaluating the use of local or con- complementary currency in the town of Cochrane, they did look at other examples of currencies in use today. Salt Spring Island was one of those currencies, which was quite, a, quite attractive as they did operate at dollar for dollar with the Canadian currency. They had a not-for-profit that took care of it as well, and the bills looked great. 
incorporating drawings from local artists and creating a bill that was worthy for investors and collectors is kind of where the town of Cochrane wanted to get with this as well. Comox was another place they looked at that was also dollar for dollar, uh, but there were other currencies in existence that didn't operate on a one-to-one basis that had their own discounts, but they felt it was uh, really needed to operate this in a one-to-one manner. Now, Mike, from the perspective of businesses themselves, you guys had approached us a number of months ago. Where were things internally that got robbed to finally pull the trigger and approach more businesses to see what the general uptake might be? I think a lot of it really came to, to fruition when the ATB Financial finally uh, got uh, they got on board, and legally they said that this was an issue that uh, they didn't have any risk involved with it, and they uh, made the oper- made it. Uh, made it viable for us to create that account and then we had somewhere to actually keep the bills um, which was a real big concern of ours and then we finally realized that okay here's a great opportunity now that we have a a legitimate bank coming on board that we can really go to the businesses and find uh, find a way to make this happen i think uh you know we really wanted to make it about the businesses and not about the town and so the the business buy-in was was critical um, and then um, we looked for a non-for-profit to bring it on board, and we couldn't find one that was already established that would, was willing to take it on. And so I think logically we said, well, why not get the businesses that were so enthusiastic about this opportunity to create a board themselves, a non-for-profit entity themselves? And that's where it really came into fruition. Yeah, so just to give our listeners a little bit of an insight on, on that, the, that uh, not-for-profit is the Cochrane Monetary Foundation. Um, where myself with Half Hitch is a member of the board there uh, helping to drive this. Um, but uh, outside of just talking about where my thoughts are on this uh, matter, um, where do you uh, kind of see the big value proposition to a lot of the businesses uh, by having this, uh, this currency in existence? I think it, um, it's about spending the dollars with pride, and it's about Cochranite saying, I want to have a local currency, and I want people to know that I'm shopping local. And uh, it really is just another tool in people's tools, toolbox to uh, to be able to uh, create and generate revenue for their businesses, um, being able to provide an incentive for staff to go shop local, um, utilizing it just as they would any other marketing uh, tool, whether it be uh, you know newspaper ads or. Uh, a blog or or uh, you know social media it's just another tool in their toolbox so we hope that it uh, the uptake is strong and uh, that they can see the value of uh, potentially four hundred thousand dollars worth of currency floating through the economy that can only be spent in Cal- Cochrane and I think that's really important and how long do you foresee that uh, that this currency will continue being around uh, round four I think uh, the beauty of it is is that because it is a one-to-one ratio, the bank has dollars in the bank that will stay there in, until they get the dollar back. So it you know, legitimately could be around forever. Uh, we will do a, a very uh, extensive marketing plan for the next two to three years uh, in coordination with the Cochrane Monetary Foundation and uh, really try and utilize it and get it off the ground so it just continues to flow um, after that fact, but uh, it really could be around forever. Great. Well, is there anything else that you wanted to add regarding that? 
Um, I, I think we, uh, we have an opportunity here to really put Cochrane on the map, even from a tourism perspective. I think there's a lot of bill collectors and uh, tourists that would love to, to have uh, a piece of this uh, history, in a sense. Um, and uh, we can utilize it to uh, strengthen that industry as well. And I'm really looking forward to this summer uh, seeing what uh, the possibilities are. Well, thank you, Mike. I don't have anything uh, further to ask from that. I appreciate you coming on to uh, this week's podcast. Um, Cochrane Dollar, uh, as I mentioned, has been out uh, May 19th. Uh, we accept it at Hatfitch Brewing Company, as well as a number of other businesses like Crank Spirits, Schooners on First, uh, McKay's Ice Cream, and various other businesses. You can go to CochraneDollar.ca to see all the businesses in Cochrane that are uh, accepting and utilizing Cochrane Dollar as part of their day-to-day business. I know for us here at Half Hitch, uh, I personally uh, take a portion of my pay in Cochrane Dollars and try and use that for spending locally. And uh, we do try to encourage our staff for being able to give that, uh, uh, or at least offer it out to uh, uh, customers and change. So it, it is really something that is interesting. Uh, it's new, uh, at least for the, the area. Um, it, not necessarily completely new. Calgary, I believe, has its own, uh, uh, own currency. From what I know of Calgary dollars, it is not a one-to-one ratio. So you, you can't utilize it as, as you would very much like a gift certificate for, uh, for Cochrane. Um, and... Um, I think we have a great opportunity because we are so isolated with the 26,000 people that live here. Um, it can spread bigger and farther. I think it's pretty hard for Calgary dollars with a 1.2 million population to see huge uh, uptake in, in this. Uh, there's just so many businesses. Uh, it would be very hard to market for all those retailers. So I think we have a really unique opportunity because we are isolated in our own town to uh, make it uh, a little bit bigger than Cochrane or than Calgary dollars. Pardon me. Excellent. Well, thank you very much for uh, coming out. And I Thanks for having me. appreciate your time. Yeah, you bet. Thanks for listening to today's show. Don't forget to like us on Facebook. Please rate us on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play Music. Your support helps us to support our community and encourages us to do more of these shows as well as our weekly vlogs. Let us know what you would like to see on the show and we'll definitely try to incorporate that in the future. That's all for this week's show. Thanks for listening. And as always, Cochran, keep it classy.